This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome uh, to my favorite murder. The mini-sode. That's right. It's been a minute since we've recorded one of these, huh? We got to get into our email mode. Yeah, here we go. Our speaking and reading mode. We're representative of the listener this time. That's right. We are you. And you are we. <laughs> Feel it. Feel us. You want to go first? Or want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. My first one's called Police Lineups, Grandmothers, and Banana Curls. Mm-hmm. Karen, Georgia, and four-legged friends. Ever wonder where cops find random guys to fill their lineups? Sure. That's a great question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, never did I until my dad told me this now all-time favorite story of his. Set the scene. It's the summer of 1980 in Providence, Rhode Island. My dad, fresh out of college, is working at a UPS warehouse while determining what he wants to do with the rest of his life. Dude, I almost got a job at the UPS warehouse what? in Petaluma. What, after I flunked out of college, I'd done like three sets of stand-up yeah. and I thought I was a failure. And I was just in Petaluma going like, I need to get what a do I do? decent job. And my mom's like, UPS, you got to get over there. They pay really well. And then I was like, I don't want to lift I, a bunch of shit. <laughs> it's hard fucking, I mean, they pay yeah. well because it's hard work. Yeah. I had thought about that too. Like working at the post office might be kind of cool. Like at the window, you know? That would be fun, I bet. Yeah. Tell us if it is. Let's get some emails from UPS and po- po- more postal worker stories. Yeah. Oh my God. They, You know they have the best stories. Absolutely. Did you see the fucking UPS guy who, or Amazon guy, I don't remember, who like walked through a, a fucking standoff <laughs> to deliver a package? That recently. was genius. <laughs> the women narrating from a window, like an apartment window oh. above, they're watching the standoff. Oh, I haven't And then they part. start. Oh, yes, it's like, God. they're kind of giggling along because they're watching the standoff. And then here comes the like, whatever it was, Amazon or UPS guy just walking through. <laughs> He's got a job to do. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. I was like, is that guy high? Okay, anyway. <laughs> right. okay, fresh out of college, UPS warehouse, da 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 One afternoon as he's loading trucks, a police officer strolls in, takes the manager aside, and then announces to the crew that he needs a couple guys to help be extras in a police lineup. Mm. He looks around the room and starts selecting men. I'll take you and you. Oh, you'd be great, he says, pointing straight at my dad, standing there with his long, dark banana curls and thick 80s mustache. What's banana curls? I was going to ask you the same thing. I assume just like thick curls. Big, like, I think we might call them sausage curls. Yeah, okay. Should I look, should I ask Mr. Googles? Sure, well, I tell you that. Um, they say, a young Tom Selleck, as my grandmother's friends used to all giggle. Oh. <laughs> That's what he looked like. Hot dad. Mm-hmm. 
Banana curls. <laughs> what the fuck? Yep. It's essentially sausage curls. Okay. Got it. In Rhode Island, it's banana curls. Okay. Okay. Excited for an opportunity to skip out of work early, my dad and his friends piled into the back of the police car and head towards the station. On the drive there, they pull up to a stoplight, and who of all people happened to be in the car next to them? My grandmother, Margaret, and my dad's older sister. (laughs) They turn and make eye contact just in time for my dad to smile and wave before the light turns green and the cop car takes off. Now, need I remind you that this was pre-cell phones, so my horrified grandmother speeds off after the police car and ends up at the station. She marches in and demands that the front desk officer tell her what her son was being held for. (laughs) He looks at the reports and insists there's no record of my dad ever being there. While Margaret argues with the officer, my dad is led into the building through the back door and directed straight into the lineup. They do their thing, the purpose identified, and then everyone else is sent on their way. In typical young man fashion, rather than go home and let his mom know he wasn't in any trouble, my dad and the other guys decided to go grab a beer. Sure. Meanwhile, poor Margaret frantically drives all over the state to to different police stations trying to find out what happened to my dad. Oh, no. And then they say, good thing we're talking about Rhode Island and not Texas. It wasn't until several hours later that she finally got the call. Turns out the real perp was a serial flasher, so can't say Margaret was totally relieved to hear her son put himself in a situation where he could have been falsely identified. Yes. But hey, it's better than for murder, right? Anywho, stay sexy, and if you volunteer to stand in a police lineup, don't forget to tell your mom, LBQ. LBQ. First of all, you're one of our best presidents. Secondly, (laughs) what the fuck don't do, don't volunteer no. to be in a police no. line. No. All I could think of. How easily it could go bad. I would have been turning to my coworkers and being like, mm-hmm. okay, write this, take a picture, write this down. Like, yeah. what if I go and never fucking come back? I mean, that's, uh, I think yeah, only sure. people with banana curls have, have the <laughs> kind of freedom where they're like, I don't have to worry about that. That's true. I'm going to match your police story with another police story. Cool. The subject line of this one is, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Hi to literally everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. I put on my TikTok profile, which I don't, I literally follow four people and it's my sister and Nora and two other people. But on there I put, it's literally me. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of being the real Karen Carl Garrett, it's literally me. (laughs) It's literally me. Okay. This starts, let's get into it. I work for an art museum that is federally funded, meaning we don't have shit and we are closed for two of the seven days of the week. (laughs) Nice. I could tell you stories about how I have to tell people to stop licking the art, that their mini poodle is not a service dog, and that just because it's water doesn't mean you can drink inside. Man, they should do like YouTube classes for how to act in a museum because I absolutely would take it and need it. Yeah, for sure. I love being early to work. So when my boss told me that my shift was canceled, I was already there. So I turned around again and began to drive home. Uh, (laughs) There's a lot of the same information in different orders. Um, We get it. Okay. So at two red lights in a row, a cop car next to me pulled up and I noticed it said canine unit. So I kept looking in and trying to see the dog. The officer, thinking I was probably insane, motioned to me to put down my window. And me trying to seem normal, I yelled, I'm okay, I just wanted to see the dog. (laughs) (laughs) 
I rolled my window back up because the light turned green as Mr. Five O started merging into my lane and followed me for 15 minutes. Oh dear. I started crying because I was so scared as I pulled into a parking lot in a busy, well-lit area because it's my mission to SSDGM. Mm. And sure enough, the cop pulls in next to me and asks me to get out of my vehicle. Oh, dear. I'm Hispanic and was fully expecting the worst as I got out of my vehicle, as he opened his trunk and let the patrol dog run out with his tail wagging. Oh! I spoke to the officer as I was letting myself get licked to death by the sweet angel of a dog for 30 minutes before the officer hands me his number. Oh. I said thank you politely and booked it home. Very happy the next day, I told my coworker what happened, and she looked at me with open-mouthed horror before going off on how it was an abuse of power and asking if I was okay. I was just excited to see a dog. But after some Googling, yes, what he did was illegal. It's SSDGM. And if you ever get pulled over, pull into somewhere brightly lit, busy, and well-known, Katie. Whew, good lesson. Good lesson. And it's like how easily we're still tricked by dogs. Yes. Like a little kids. Yes. Just like dogs. Oh. Yay. I want to be a friend to the dog. Yeah. And they must be safe. This person must be safe if they have a dog that's friendly. Exactly. You're you're attributing the qualities of the dog onto the driver right. of the car. Right. That's a good lesson for everybody. Just, just keep an eye peeled. Meet people in bars when they don't have outfits on. And then you can make your decisions freely and clearly. I hope they have outfits on, but not uniforms. Not uniforms, sorry. That's what I I mean. I mean, I don't know what kind of bar you're going to not. There's no shame here. You don't know about the nudist bar down in Eagle Rock? (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine a nudist bar? No. Sticky. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's sticky. Okay. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound... 
means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. This is called Swipe Right Feel Good Dad Story. Oh, another dad one. Okay. Hello, Georgia, Karen and Rockstar team. Hmm. In the interest of keeping things short, I will just dive in. In high school, I had a job as a swim instructor. I got to tan all summer and teach little kids and sometimes adults, it says you would be surprised, how to swim. (laughs) Because we are in such high demand, there is usually a waiting list. And when we have availability, someone is automatically assigned to you, meaning you don't get to choose your instructor. Side note to those wanting to make money in the summer, this is a great gig. Mm. One day I was teaching a new little boy how to do something, probably survive in the pool. After, I went and introduced myself to the parents, first and last name, to be polite. I was about to start my spiel of what the boy and I should work on throughout the summer when I noticed the shock on the parents' faces. The dad of the boy asked if I was related to and proceeded to say my father's name. I giddily said, yeah, he's my dad. And then the man and woman started to cry and explain... 30 years ago, this man was near death for some condition I cannot remember. (laughs) He had seen every specialist who all told him he would not survive. In a final ditch effort to save his life, he went to see my father. My father was an internal medicine specialist and lung doctor from the 60s till his death in 2019. He served as a doctor in the Air Force, was an ICU doctor before settling down with his own practice. He sat on multiple boards fighting for the rights of women to choose, for the rights of Black people, and so much more. He was also a collector of odd things. I promise this comes in handy. (laughs) So on this day, when the man sobbing in front of me went to see my father, explaining his condition, my father had an idea. In the 1950s and 60s, iron lungs were used to treat people with multiple types of conditions, but were not used anymore because of modern technology. Think big iron tank you basically lay in. We've seen the pictures. With just your head sticking out. Yeah, it's so scary. It's so scary. However, my father, the hoarder and collector, had said object in the basement. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) He suggested they try it. And 30 years later, this man was watching the daughter of the physician who saved his life teaching his son to swim. Oh, no. (laughs) I knew it'd get you. Oh, that got me. A son and family that would never have existed had my father not thought out of the box. We were all in tears by the end. See, he was a brilliant man who also battled bipolar disorder, but always said to me to never stop asking questions or you won't find the right answers and fight for your health. I have more stories like this and they fill me with joy when I miss him. 20 years later, after I met that man, I now have a family and gave my son his name. Oh. Anyways, thanks for reading H. 
I love that story. I know. What if they were like, anyway, your son is a terrible swimmer. (laughs) Yeah, that's nice. But guess what? (laughs) On to the business at hand here at the pool. (laughs) The subject line of this is, kids are dumb. And then in parentheses, it says, it's me. I'm the kid. (laughs) Just starts, hey, first time writer, long time listener, etc. You guys are the best and got me through the long days of quarantine with two little kids at home while also being pregnant and super <gasps> nauseous all day, oh. every day with my third. Oh. Anyways, right, let's get into it. Yeah. So scary. Mm-hmm. Like so scary to be like, oh, I'm going to bring a new life into the world. What the hell is going mm-hmm. on? We're in quarantine. Mm-hmm. So scary. Anyways, let's get into it. Somewhere along the way, that's on the email. I didn't say that. Somewhere along the way, you guys asked for stories of kids being dumb in the 90s. I wish I had a good drunk kid story, but all kids were unfortunately sober in this one. I am a middle child with an older brother and a younger brother who played every sport possible. So weekends growing up were spent in any and all gymnasiums, either playing or watching someone else play basketball. These basketball tournaments lasted all day Saturday and all day Sunday. And my mom also volunteered to help with the concession stand if we weren't playing that day. So basically, we lived at the gym for the winter. One of these weekends, I was bored and didn't want to watch my brother play what seemed like his 95th game of the day. So I was exploring (laughs) with some other friends. I had to be around second grade at the time. And we were seeing what we could get into without our parents noticing we weren't on the bleachers anymore. We found some pay phones and... (laughs) Oh, dear. We found some payphones in the lobby, maybe six of them in a row. And since we didn't have any money to call an actual person, we had the brilliant idea to dial different variations of 911 to see if any call would actually go through. (laughs) I feel like children of today can't understand the feeling of growing up before the internet and before cell phones. Yeah. Where you, when you were looking for fun, like this person is talking about, you're yeah. literally like, maybe there'll be a chair in the lobby. Maybe there'll totally. be a ladder. <laughs> maybe we'll find like anything, like office supplies that we can play with. <laughs> yes, yeah, like a filing <laughs> cabinet we can get <laughs> yeah. into and then yeah. lock ourselves into accidentally. That's it. That's literally Ugh. it. Meanwhile, today, kids are like, I'm going to watch Frozen on this screen, this screen, and this right. screen. Okay. So, so they find pay phones. My friends were dialing combinations of numbers like 912, 191, and 910, and then hanging up. But no one explained to me that if you really dialed 911, the police would show up to where you were calling from and check it out. Mm-hmm. Since I didn't know this little detail, I thought to myself, why don't I just call 911 and if it goes through, I'll hang up if someone answers the phone and I'll be cool story to tell my friends. <laughs> so I called 911. The operator picked up and asked what my emergency was. And since I was a dumb, bored kid and it obviously wasn't an emergency, I hung up and told my friends about it. It was only then that they told me what would happen if you called 911 and my stomach dropped. I started internally freaking out that the police would come and arrest me. I also didn't know what you really needed to do to get arrested as an eight-year-old in the suburbs of Detroit. So I went back to the bleachers and sat by my mom as if nothing had happened, (laughs) hoping that nothing else would happen. Oh my God. And that sentence right there is little Karen's entire childhood. (laughs) Just doing something. I just did something. (laughs) Yep. 
I hope no one knows. I hope it doesn't get worse. Blend back in with the crowd and hold your breath. I bet you had the most obvious little kid face. I bet your mom knew immediately, like, what did Karen do just now? I think she did, but I think it's because early on she told me she knew when I was lying, which whether or not that's true, if you tell a little kid that, then they're like, then they're like, well, I can't lie because she'll know. That's so smart. That's so smart. Very, very tricky lady. Okay. Unfortunately, my friends were right. And the police did come to the gym to check it out and make sure everything was okay. When they couldn't see anything actually happening that they would need to be called for, and this is bolded, Mm-hmm. They proceeded to stop the basketball game, take the <gasps> microphone to center court, and ask everyone who called 911 from the oh payphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope her friends aren't rats. Oh my God. This is like they are busting balls. That is like nightmare. Holy shit. Okay. The ultimate symbol of authority. And yeah. you fucked with them. Yeah, and like now an idiot. everyone's going to know. Because <sighs> you didn't have a dime. Okay. <laughs> they looked around and waited for someone to confess while explaining that this was a huge inconvenience for them and a dangerous thing to do if there was no crime to report. I was probably a dark shade of red at that point, attempting to literally disappear from the bleachers and also staring straight down, hoping that none of my little <laughs> friends would tell on me. Luckily, they didn't. Nice. No nice. Rats. Sweet. No rats. My mom never found out it was me, and the 95th basketball game of the day resumed. Oh Safe to say that I never called 911 from a payphone, car phone, or landline ever again after that day, and neither did any of my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for all you both do and for creating this amazing community that we get to be a part of. It is literally the best. Stay sexy and only call the police from a payphone if you actually want them to show up. Maureen. 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 <laughs> You nailed it. Mm. Isn't that the Ooh. fucking greatest? I'm like kind of sweating a little bit from <laughs> no. that story where I, like, I feel like I'm in trouble. This is just like when I got screamed at at the science fair at my grammar school because it starts so innocently. And that's mm-hmm. like the way that they're telling the story where yeah. you're like, I'm bored. I'm going to go from this room to that room and just see what happens. And I only have eight years of information. So I don't know how things fucking work yet. No. Or whatever. There's... Very little running scenarios and then going, not that one, not that one, not that right. one. And right. instead it's like, hey, let's all go into this bathroom and see. Yeah. It's always that. Yeah. I started running a girl's mousetrap-like device at this science fair. I just walked mm-hmm. up and dropped the ball and it went in this cool maze thing. And mm-hmm. then three kids came over and were like, what is that? And I go, watch this. And then I started doing it and I got this huge crowd came around. Oh, no. The girl who built it was not there. I think she was sick that day. And so uh-huh. I was running it like it was mine. And it was like this show where I was like loving it. And then yeah. Mrs. Patterson came over and screamed like, how dare you touch someone else's thing? Oh and I God. was just like, wow, lady. Wow. Lady. Very awful. It's meant to be touched. Yeah. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. 
journeys. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter her promo code space 80. Goodbye. Oh, my last one made me cry. Okay. It's called four-year-old murderino lighthearted with a twist. Mm. It just starts among the spooky, slightly haunted things. My four-year-old has said to me this week. And then it says, quote, your grandma is an angel, but she isn't dying yet. Or quote, I saw Bigfoot, but I can't see his eyes, et cetera. (laughs) (laughs) Today while driving, she told me matter-of-factly, that girl gave a goat a cookie. What girl? What goat? I'm a single mom, so there are very few things my daughter does in her little world that I am not aware of. Mm -hmm. Needing to know what exactly she was referring to, I followed up calmly. Is it something that happened on YouTube? No. Did this happen at the farm with Mimi and Papa? No. Maybe you dreamt this last night after we had cookies for dessert. No. Clearly, she had seen and offered a treat to the Antichrist. (laughs) And then she said, they was in your car. I then realized that just a moment before, a mini soda had been playing quietly in the background. And while I wasn't paying attention, she was. She was talking about you, Georgia, and your pet, quote, goat, Elvis. Your goat. Oh, I love that goat. Do you want a cookie when it ended? And And then he makes that noise that does not sound like a cat. It sounds like a fucking cat. Oh my God, I'm crying. How sweet is that? I'm literally, this is like the first time I've cried in six months. Although my small daughter is now one of your biggest fans, I'm thinking it might be time for me to stop listening with her. Thank you for everything. Just everything. See. <laughs> that is so delightful. Uh, the girl gave a goat a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> the oh. no- yeah, it's like that. He that's yeah. kind of what is in the house. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> sounds like that. Yeah. Mm. Okay, here's my last one. This is pretty awesome because we just talked on the main episode. I think a week or two ago about the crazy weather in LA. It's been raining, pouring nonstop. Mm -hmm. But up in Crestline Lake Arrowhead near Big Bear, they've had like record-breaking snow. Mm -hmm. So we got a story from there. Okay. The subject line is, I survived the 2023 Southern California blizzard. And it just says, hello. I was out shoveling the 91 inches of snow that we received in Crestline over the past week while listening to your podcast where you mentioned getting some snow in Los Angeles. 
Crestline is a small community of about 3,000 people in the San Bernardino Mountains at 5,000 feet elevation. We typically get a couple snowstorms a year, and all of us are prepared for one to three feet in a winter storm. This March 2023 was the first blizzard that ever occurred in Southern California, and it smacked right into our little town. We got 91 inches of snow, and a neighboring town got 120 inches. And the county did not plow our roads for almost a week. So by the time they got around to it, it was a full-blown crisis. Wow. There was six to eight feet of snow on all the roads and buildings, our grocery store and eight other stores in town, a hardware store, tire store, et cetera, collapsed under the weight of the snow. A total of 13 people have been found dead in their homes so far. Oh my God. I had no idea. I knew about the snow, but I did not realize that that many people had been trapped and died in their homes. So it goes on to say, however, as always, the helpers come out of the community. I'm definitely going to cry during this one. However, as always, the helpers come out of the community and make things happen. And there are lots of them up here. I am blown away by all the friends I have who are suffering with collapsing roofs and structural damage to their homes, but are still organizing within a day to get a helicopter drop of food after the CHP closed off all roads into our town and got that food out to the residents who are homebound, plus setting up coordinated online system to allow people to ask for wellness checks, which were conducted by other residents. So essentially Mm -hmm. this community organized and then just went in and tried to take care of their own or did take care of their own. They even coordinated to invite the World Central Kitchen up here to feed people without power or natural gas and pass out produce. Mm. The people I wanted to write you about, though, are two badass heroes, Katie Curtis and Erica Griffith, both single moms who went out of their way to help through this. Erica brought her two young children to a remote ranch on an unplowed road on the outskirts of our town to live in a small caretaker's house and care for the ill homeowner and her horses through the storm. She shoveled snow, fed horses, and kept up the property by herself through the entire seven-day blizzard before walking home with two children and digging eight feet of snow off of her own house. Holy shit. My friend... Katie found out that a family on an unplowed road had a child who needed to be on oxygen. The family had no power, was running out of gas for their Mm -hmm. generator, and had no way to get help quick enough. Katie put on her snowshoes, (laughs) found an old sled, and hiked a five-gallon gas can five miles in the snow to deliver the gas that the family needed, even though she didn't know them and had kids of her own to take care of. This is a single mother. Amazing. They have to put on snowshoes because you can't walk in that much snow. You're not just walking down the street to help your neighbor. I I mean, this is insane. I can't imagine. It says, I know these are all small acts of bravery in the overall scheme of things, but when Katie asked why she did it, she said... I'm fortunate to have a healthy body and I'm able to do hard things. (laughs) It's an amazing quote. So that's my fucking hooray through all of this. I survived the only blizzard in Southern California and have awesome, tough mountain friends. Here's to doing the hard things when needed. From Sheila. Oh, that's incredible. People are amazing and people fucking care about each other and people will like risk their own asses for their neighbor when given the opportunity. The helpers, you got to look for the helpers. Yeah, I just love that. 
It's so lovely. And also the idea that that, I mean, we heard like, kind of heard about it, but yeah. I didn't realize it was, I, I didn't, didn't realize either. 13 people died. That's I so know. horrible. Hey, write us your helper stories, like the stories that you've heard and like catastrophes and stuff of the helpers. We want to hear those. Great idea. Oh my God. And send them to my favorite murder at Gmail. Thank you for listening and being here and helping. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? This has been an Exactly Right production. Our producer is Alejandra Keck. And this episode was engineered and mixed by Stephen Ray Morris. Stephen! Email your hometowns and fucking hoorays to myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. Follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at myfavoritemurder and Twitter at myfavemurder. Goodbye. Follow My Favorite Murder on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase My Favorite Murder merch.